McNulty stunning for Emilio to get up above Cargill and find Bennett. It's into the box. McNulty cut back for Roberts. It's Gary Roberts no, from Bosby. are leading in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Mark McNulty, but a good change by Doyle. For McNulty on the edge. Mark McNulty oh, scores yeah. for Bosby. Smashes it past McCormack. One by Doyle. Finished by the returning Mark McNulty. First left blood for Bosby. They're in dreamland early here at Bratton. There's a through ball to Jamal Lowe. Jamal Lowe's onside. The flag stayed down. Jamal Lowe. Nonchalant. Fantastic. Brilliant. Pompey will be promoted at this rate. That is it. Pompey are champions. They won League Two in the most dramatic of circumstances. The PO4 podcast with Hugh Bunce and Matt Corrick. Proud to be Pompey. Hi, Bobby fans, and welcome to the PO Forecast episode 25. Well, we've had a week off last week, so cheers for hanging with us. And since we last spoke, there's been three draws. Undefeated. Undefeated. Steady. Con- yeah, just consistency. Consistency. That's the Kenny Jacket reign. Yeah, yeah. In trust. In Kenny we trust. So, in part one, we're going to be reviewing the South End game, followed by reviewing the beautiful game last night against Bristol Rovers. We're going to fly into part two where we're going to do Matt's debate and some of your listener questions. And in part three, we're going to be previewing the Barnsley game. Barnsley. Barnsley. Barnsley and their huge following they're bringing down. Yeah, yeah. Massive following, taking up the whole of the Milton end, apparently. So, right, we'll do that in part three. Matt, part one. Let's go into it. South end, you've got to say, that's the more interesting game out of the two to talk about. What was the words? That's football. That's football. That's football. <laughs> Thanks, mate, Kenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was enough for me to turn off TV, to be honest, mate. Um, yeah, just so, so disappointing. I just can't see how that was even happened. 3-0 up, cruising. I mean, as I said to you, just before we started recording, the big turning point for me was was actually Matt Clark losing his man. On, on just before half time for them to get that first goal it just, it's so unlike you know, Matt Clark as well isn't it to, yeah. to do that to be honest yeah yeah completely and do you know what what was what was funny is I was actually watching it with some family and they actually said the next goal you know could completely swing this game if it goes in Southend's favour and I thought no I think you know we're better than that I think we're, mm-hmm. we're generally like three goals is a good cushion too with Pompey's always a bit but three I was like that's, two that's usually to be honest it's actually usually this season has been a quite good this cushion season, yeah alright this season but let's go historical for historically for but yeah. not under Kenny Jackett's 4-2-3-1 no, no, no. at the start of the season <laughs> you're, you're proper on the wind up tonight aren't you I love that <laughs> no so so basically let's start analysing the game mate because it started off so brightly yeah and yeah. a goal after what was it seven minutes I think yeah it was seven minutes yeah Bryn Morris uh, nearly roofed it by the look of it to me I think he shouted away <laughs> yeah. he, did, he was like away <laughs> yeah yeah it definitely looked like that when you see it on the sky cameras it's going up, isn't it? it just, the trajectory yeah, that, is going up. Another what? Yard back, and that's hitting the crossbar. But it's emphatic. It's not. It's not gone up. It's gone in the net, and he looks like he knew exactly where that was going to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. And he hit that power. I think. I think we'll have to uh, debate that another time, mate. Not for me. But it was. It was a good finish. Mm-hmm. Um, he's put it in the back of net. He's. He's got his goal. You know, and I thought he might push on a little bit from there, but obviously there was a bit of a mistake later on in the game. Well, we'll talk about that as you go on. But the second goal, yeah. absolute class from Ben Close. Yeah. How, I mean, the patience to watch that come down 
and then to keep that volley down as well was just fantastic. Yeah. And do you know what? As we, me and you were speaking on the phone earlier during your lunch break while you were skiving doing nothing at work as usual, we were saying, weren't we, you know, we called closely earlier on in the season and we said how pivotal he could be to that midfield and how he could come in and do a job. So, and he's proven that over the last couple of weeks for us. I mean, most people who are having a lunch break aren't doing anything, Matt, but we'll fly into that anyway. What, what, what do you mean, mate? You should be doing overtime. Yeah, this is the man who's I got worked three... my lunch break, mate. <laughs> That's been like three weeks and eight months so far. Uh, you know, reasons. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so, mate, I think the thing is, though, with Ben Close there is that he's, he's watched the ball drop. Yeah. And he's he's read that so well. Yeah. But he's also made that perfect way to touch for himself so he can then hit it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But to, to keep it down, I mean, especially someone that isn't renowned for scoring goals as such. I know he has the last couple of what weeks. What about that goal against Gillingham? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what, though? That's beautiful. We, we were saying at the time, we were we were sort of having a bit of a joke about how P rolled in, but it was quite a controlled finish at the time. Yeah. Really similar to Saturday. That That's a lot of patience to wait for that to come down and get the technique to keep that down. And he's put more power on it. It looks like he's yeah, worked yeah. on that shot, if anything. Yeah, completely. I, I think... You know, if you if you look at his goal against Plymouth as well, it looks like that's been you know something he's definitely working on the last couple of weeks. And we've been saying, I remember we said before Ben Close scored that goal against Plymouth that he sh- he should step up and he's got that ability now to yeah. fill that that hole in the centre midfield. That's it. Yeah. And I mean, he's he's a really important part going forward now, especially for our season. As far as I'm concerned, he's definitely proven his worth the last few weeks. You know, I mean, everyone was. You know, saying about how big of a loss Thompson is, but how how big a game could close be if he if he continues to play like this for the rest of the season? We just need the rest of the team really to pick it up around him. Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. I don't feel like, I don't feel that the problem anymore is our central midfield issues. I actually feel the problem is getting the ball forward. Yeah, definitely getting the ball forward. Definitely. I mean, we'll we'll talk about it later on, but I mean that um, pass from Naylor across field yesterday that you know they intercepted and broke forward. And, and McGilvery sort of parried it out, um, you know, back into danger again. But wh- why are we going sideways? It, it, there was so much time on the ball there to pick a forward pass, and he's he's just drilled it back in field again. You know, there, there's just not enough like ball movement. They're not moving the ball quick enough for me when we're going forward. Um, Ollie Hawkins. Yeah, I mean, again though, Hugh, this is this is my argument. It, he did the right things over the last few weeks since he's come back from injury. I don't, I don't think Hawkins is actually the problem at all. I just think there's there's not enough enthusiasm going forward. There's not enough drive. We were playing with a bit of fun, with a bit of freedom at the start of the season. We were we were taking wing backs on. Well, and, here's what I'm gonna say. You know, Let's talk about the South End game again, Matt, as we're on about. And, yeah, yeah, no, and, yeah. And Ollie Hawkins got the third goal. Yeah. Right place, right time. Yeah. Bryn Morris again looking good at the start of the first half. He comes across, he gets his body across that ball and he hits a shot from yeah. the edge of the box. It looks like it's gonna go straight in. Yeah, Cannons exactly. off the post. Yeah. And uh yeah he Cannons off the post. I didn't know Andy Cannon was playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the spirit of Andy Cannon was in <laughs> Cannon was in that shot. Yeah, <laughs> love completely. it. No, I mean, it was unlucky, but Hawkins, you know, doing the striker's role there and just, you know, cleaning that up on the line pretty much just to tap home. And I mean, it was great as well to see Ollie Hawkins having a bit of support up front. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And again, I, I keep sort of jumping ahead, but it's just the examples that were available. But I mean, he, he flicked on for Ronan Curtis last night. It turned out he was offside, but that was the instant where Curtis hit the post inside yep. the post. 
you know, Hawkins did the right thing. He's flicked it on for a winger. That's what we were doing earlier on in the season. So he's not doing anything wrong. I don't... But, you know, I will sort of raise my point later. What I do feel is is the lacking point, and I find, think that's important to discuss in match debate in part two. Yeah, so, I mean, the game itself, right, yeah. in South End, we were passing the ball, I'd say, in a way that I haven't seen us play, maybe even all season, with attacking yeah. in 10. We look so, so creative, so free with the ball. Yeah. You look at everyone was going forward. You had people dropping in and out of position. It, it looked great, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, two the, the strikers two up front. were pulling those defenders in and creating the space for, for, uh, for uh, Ottobar and uh, Lowe. Low. You yeah. know, and particularly Lowe for the second goal when he overlapped Bogle and, and drove it back. You know, mm-hmm. or was that the first goal? Kind of, yeah, first goal, first goal. Yeah. Um, you know that was that was all made by Bogle actually being a little bit deeper and coming to to collect the ball because it drew that wing back onto him. Yeah. Free space down the right for low. So again, you know, it's something I'll discuss later. But the, the, you were, you're correct in saying we were playing with such, you know, direct moving the ball so quickly weren't yeah. we you and know? then you also you had you had Ottobar making the other goal when he, he gets on his feet and he, he bursts through doesn't he just, yeah. he just goes direct yeah. he blasts past two players before laying it off yeah. and I think we've been saying oh I'm not sure we should play 4-4-2 because the wingers won't be going forward enough well, well they looked absolutely great in that first half yeah. but things change in football Matt and there's a goal from Simon Cox. Matt yeah. Clark absolutely loses him at the back post. Just completely misreads that cross. Completely, completely misreads it. And yeah, then and handed off by the smallest striker on the pitch as well. Like yeah. it just he's a veteran. Yeah, he is a veteran, and obviously. Well, he said before the game, "I'm not a veteran." <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what is he now? 30, Thirty-one, I think. 31. I mean, he's been around quite a few clubs, isn't he? But he's definitely been around, but in football, in terms as well. <laughs> but I mean, he's, I just—it's so unlike Clark, you know. And I, one thing that kind of struck me with that is there was nothing really said about it. No. And if that was anybody else, I think they would have got an absolute slaughter in. Of course they would. Think and about the abuse Burgess has got recently. Well, that's it. And then this is where. You know, if you're gonna moan, at least moan consistently about the right things. <laughs> That's Matt's motto in life. That is. Yeah, be consistent. You know what? Draw, draw, draw. Kenny Jacket style. <laughs> well, you're the one that's you know started this new job, and we haven't won since. So. Well, we'll yeah. talk about that later on, Matt. Yeah. But yeah. what's what's funny for me then is, it's three one. They yeah. haven't looked dangerous really, apart from that header that's gone in in the first half. Okay? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in the second half, and. It's just the penalty, the it's giveaway. Morris. Just got to keep your head a little bit cooler, haven't you? It's just he wasn't really going anywhere. He was in a dead end pretty much there. The ball bounced around, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. They just needed to just leave him be, let the defenders clean that up. You know, I, don't, I really don't think there was that much danger, especially not for him to come in from the side and just completely wipe him out. No, no. You know, and it was rash. It was almost desperate, wasn't it? And, yeah. And that's the way we seem to be defending at the moment. Every time the ball comes forward, it, it shitting ourselves basically. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. And then you think, all right, it's three-two. The formation's changed up again, and we invited pressure on ourselves. Yeah. And it's not even just that though. We 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 sunk back into that shit. Are we going to be able to break this losing streak? Sort yeah. Of feeling. Yeah. No. I think you know, as I was saying earlier, with that. That second goal, like you know, being so pivotal to the game, it, it just set panicking, didn't it? It just it was like, here we go again. Are we going to hold this out? 
You know, and when that ball went through, I just, I could see it, you know, when that ball went through, he was going to finish that off. He's, yeah. he's been clinical, you know, in that sense. That's Simon Cox is a good striker. Yeah, he, he played is. with Swindon, didn't he? I think it was. Reading yeah. as well. You know, he's, he's had the experience, even though he's denying it. He's had the experience. The ball comes through and he's got a whole goal to hit near enough, you know. And Gilbert's not going to stop that one either. It's a great finish. history, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so there we go. Three all, devastation, and Kenley Jackets discussed. This is football. Yeah, that's football. Even yeah, that was that was terrible for me. Absolutely terrible. I mean, I've got my own opinions on on what was wrong with that game. I think everybody else has. There, there was a lot of voice on social media about it, but you can't just come out and say that's football. I mean, what what sort of that could be applied to anything, couldn't it? Well, this is it. I mean, as I said to you, the the whole sort of if he'd come out and slam the team, slam the players for it, I yeah, might have yeah. well have even accepted that and been like, well, all right, yeah, they didn't do the, some of them didn't do the job. Do a Mourinho, you know? blame the physio. You do anything, but you can't just say, well, that's football. No, well, you know, so's a throw in. That's football. <laughs> that, that, you're not clearing anything. I up. don't think he knew what to say. No, I don't. I, I think I, he was yeah. absolutely shell shocked. Didn't know what to say. I don't know. And how that's what came out because I, I fully expected it after that second goal. I was just waiting for it. Maybe that's me just being the grumpy old man. Yeah, man, cynical but, dickhead that you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the word, cynical dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> Love that, mate. But no, you know. Anyway, let's let's find the next one because I don't want to spend too much time no, talking no, about no. this. Let's go Bristol Rovers again. This is a game that's got less events happening in it. And Pompey go one nil down for half time. It's a penalty. It's a softy. It is a softy. A real softy. A real softy. I mean, the striker's done well. He's got his body backed into Naylor. Yeah. He's just gone down so weakly. There's no real contact. There's no real contact. But again, we were talking about this, right? And when you're playing such negative football, you, you start a game with the same formation. It's not been working. I think the fans... From the from the go, are going to be a little bit on your back in that yeah. sense because you've not given them any hope on how you've laid the team out. No. Everyone was expecting another loss. The players didn't look like they were expecting it to go well for them either. Mm. And yeah, when you when you're playing badly, you invite these sort of decisions on yourself. Yeah, of course you do. Of course you do. It, it's it's just stubbornness, really. You know, I mean, when something's worked so well, you've then gone back to a formation in that game and you've come out with a draw after being 3-1 up you know to then go into the next game still with that same formation it just it just doesn't seem to be a plan B for me at the moment that's my biggest frustration with this this whole scenario that's been going on the last few weeks mm -hmm. you know it, it's just stubborn it really is so we're in a half time we're thinking you know where's this goal going to come from I, I was listening to this one you know on Express and I just thought that the halftime uh, commentary from all the lads over there, Jake Lear, etc., was, you know, what are we going to do to change this up? It has to change. Something needs to change. We bring Boggle on for a, um, well, a straight swap, really, which is, I thought, again, a little bit disappointing. We yeah. don't claw ourselves back into the game. Yeah. You know, and he, and he did what every good striker did and put pressure on that defender. It's probably a lone yeah. goal, isn't it? Oh, I know it's been given to him. It looks like it's come off his shin pad and gone in. See, I mean, it looks to me like it's even. come off his head near and on, like pinged straight off his forehead. Do you think the look so? it, Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, the ball was that high coming back across as well, but it's hard to see unless you're that end, I suppose. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that, that was a bang on own goal. And let's be honest, right? It was a complete let off this game, wasn't it? Yeah. Because that could have been 2 1, you know, smash and grab. But um, luckily, the ball nearly hit Chiv in the face. It did. 
I mean, it's still going now, isn't it? <laughs> still heading north, mate. <laughs> I mean, that that's just like crazy. I mean, the ball basically flew into the back of, back of the flat Fratton end. Yeah, literally, well, nearly cleared the stand, didn't it? For anyone that that doesn't follow Chiv on on um, Twitter or or doesn't <laughs> see anything on Facebook, literally, he he said <laughs> that he was in row FF, which is right at the back of the Fratton end. And, and it's nearly like hit him in the face by the fact he put his hands up. So, you know, that, that's a huge miss. That's not just planting one over the bar, you know. I, no, exactly. I think Owen Farrell would have been impressed with that <laughs> for England rugby. They would have told him to keep it down. Yeah, yeah probably would have, yeah. <laughs> Wear a dynamic. <laughs> I mean, I thought Joe Mason was taking a penalty, mate. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, they, they might as well have got him in for that one. <laughs> Obviously been down there training them up. I mean, yeah, so basically, I'm just going to say to finish this period off, Matt, or this part off even, yeah. that we've got some points out of these games. And yeah. Sunderland have won a game yeah, yesterday. Yeah, finally beat Chillingham. But on the other hand, they've, not been, they've been struggling as well, which has actually really helped us out. Yeah, yeah. And, and do you know what? I, I think for them, they're, they're still going to have games this season where they might drop points. Yeah. You know, I still believe fully that Luton are going to drop points this season. There's got to come a point when they are. Somehow. Going, somehow. When? Someone's <laughs> going to trip them up at some point. You know, and I mean, if we, we realistically get a point, uh, get a result, even get a win on Saturday. Against Barnsley. Looks, against Barnsley. <laughs> it all looks different then, doesn't it? Yeah. All of a sudden that picture changes and we're, we're back on, on to the top of Barnsley again. You know, chasing them down. They're going to be looking behind their shoulders. They only picked up a point at Burton last night. Yeah, precisely. So they're at home know. to Burton. Well, they're at home to yep. Burton. There you go. There you go. So you know, there's still points to be played for. There's points, points to, to be played for. Let's be positive, Pompey fans. Points to make prizes. Undefeated as well in the last three. Yeah, four isn't it? Four maybe. Yeah. Four. Who knows? Only only losing the last three. Plymouth, Southend, Bristol. Four games, four. Pompey fans. See. see. You know, Luton went, what, 16, 17, 18? No, they're even up to 20 now, I think. Let's just try and go unbeaten all season now. Yeah, rest of the season. Rest of the season. Unbeaten. unbeaten without a win. Everyone will look back <laughs> on this and, and think, well, that was ridiculous, moaning about that. It'd be some sort of little record, like, how many games could a team draw in a row? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be terrible, wouldn't it? Anyway, so, that's the end of part one. We'll play some cool jingle, then we'll fly back into part two. Welcome back to part two of the PO forecast, and Matt, do you know what time it is? I know what time it is. It's time for Matt's Debate. That's right, Bobby fans, it's time for Matt's Debate, and this week we're discussing, should Kenny Jacket change the formation from 4-2-3-1? Now, there's been absolutely loads of debate on Twitter about this. Uh, I put a question out on Twitter after the South End game, just saying, if we change the formation and kept it at 4-4-2... Uh, would we have won the game? Matt, 4 2 3 1. Is it working for you? Should we stick by it? The formation that's got us where we are so far this season? Definitely. Is that a valid point? Definitely. Well, I mean, definitely not. We shouldn't be sticking with that 4 2 3 1 at all, as far as I'm concerned. You know, a lot of people are, are saying, well, it's worked all season. You know, justified. It did work at the start of the season. Yeah, it did work sort of coming up towards Christmas time as well. But we're now seven games without a win. There's clearly a problem. And as far as I'm concerned, teams have done their homework on the 4-2-3-1, done their homework on the way we've played and just completely eradicated that style of play. And it's gone as far as I'm concerned. It's history. We need to move on and start with something. And 
as we were discussing in part one when we were doing the South End review. Yeah. You know, the fluidity of that first 32 minutes, the way we were moving the ball around, the options that were available, it just screamed out so much, you know, confidence because of the change of formation from the players. We revert back to it and suddenly we're all over the pitch. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. So some of the uh, some of the tweets we had in on this um, is very mixed, isn't it? It's yeah, hugely mixed. I mean, me and you are quite solid in our point of view that the four two three one hasn't been working. No, and the fact is, in my opinion, is that creativity and scoring touch and creating chances is what we've been missing. Yeah, yeah, completely. I mean, if you look at our XG, for instance, we're, we're Oh, we're creating hardly any chances. Yeah. South End were creating a load more high danger scoring chances than us. You can't go out there and look to finish teams off if you, you just don't create any chances to score. No, and this goes back to when you know we were at the top of the league and we were at the start of the season, or you know, sort of 10, 11 games, 12 games in. You know, and and our we were saying how high our XG was and how many chances we were creating, you know. But my argument to, to this is, yes, we were at that time, we were creating, and a lot of people go, well, why are you saying now change it? But as I said, seven games is a long time to go without a win. You change mm-hmm. one game out of those seven to a 4-4-2, and in 32 minutes, we're 3-0 up. Do you think it's a personnel issue, Matt? Are we missing... Are we, are we missing People have put this down a little bit to, you know, he lost Ben Thompson in the middle. That was what was being talked about originally as the problem. But I see Ben Close has stepped into that role and yeah. looking very good, looking dynamic. In fact, in the first half against Bristol Rovers, I think he was the best player on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, no, completely. And I think he was probably the best player on the pitch against Plymouth as well, as far as I'm concerned. But the the thing is, Hugh, and, and this is what, you know, gets me, and I, I've said to you about it earlier, we just keep going back to, or I keep seeing people going back to this whole, if Thompson was there, if Thompson was there, absolutely not for me. It's not an excuse anymore. The excuse is the fluidity in the team, the style of play that we're playing. I think when I first saw the lineup yesterday, I was really frustrated that number one had gone to the 4-2-3-1 for the game. Yeah, it yeah. Really I, I, my heart me. sunk. But then <clears throat> I sort of looked at it as well and I thought, hold on a minute, we... You know, we're screaming out in sort of during the January transfer window. We need players, we need strikers, we need something that's going to create a bit more spark, get us some more goals. You know, We've been saying this, enough. we need strikers, we need attacking midfielders. Not one of them yesterday. Not one of them starting yesterday. No. It's crazy. Like we, you know, and you sort of pointed it out earlier and made a good point, and I've sort of, you know, sat and thought on it as well. Bogle has a problem at Southend. I mean, a lot of people said, oh, he was, you know, clutching his yeah. thigh. It was an injury-based thing. Why, why, why wasn't James Vaughan coming on? Well, Matt, Matt, Matt you, you're, stealing, you're stealing the comments. We went through them earlier on from some of the listener comments. Uh, Pompey, Pompey Hever messaged in and said, I think Bogle was struggling a little after the tackle. I would have swapped him for Vaughan. So it was a like-for-like change rather than going back to our predictable line like the clear doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, Matt, that's agree. exactly that's what I'm saying. Exactly yeah. what I'm saying. You've got a player like James Vaughan sat on the bench. He, he's a proven goal scorer, you know, and he and he'll score goals in League One comfortably. And if he doesn't score, it knock you out. Well, yeah. <laughs> so 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 it's been reported. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, Anthony um, Joshua or Pompey. Well, that's it. Maybe he's on his undercard, and that's why he didn't have any sort of um, you know starting lineup last night or come on against Southampton. And he's got a bit of spark. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> Let's look at some of the other comments and we'll see what you think about this, Matt. So, uh, Wayne Harris said earlier in the season we would have defended a 3-0 lead without any issue. 
playing the 4-2-3-1. I know that. Kenny knows that, which is why he reverted back to his favourite strategy. Sorry, but I'm a big advocate for him. The majority of us fans would bite our hands off for a playoff place. I'm not saying I'm not an advocate of, of him. I just... You know, you, you, you've pretty much pointed it out. We would have defended a 3-0 lead earlier on in the in the season with a 4-2-3-1. Yeah. But we didn't. We lost. We, we drew a game, which almost felt like a loss. So it's not working, is it? You no. Can't, you can't say, well, it worked earlier in the season. Well, yeah, it did work earlier in the season. Everyone saw that it worked. But it's seven games season. now without without working. Yeah. And, and the, it's not just seven games that we haven't won. It's been seven games that have been dreadful to watch. Oh, yeah. Dreadful it's, to it's watch. It's really bad football to watch at the moment. It's, yeah. it's, we're struggling, aren't we? Yeah. Week and, in, week out, every you, single fan is is complaining about what we're having to watch. The the standard is the just sort of hoof, terrible. The hoof football going forward. Yeah. Uh, well, also, I'd say about the formation. When we're going on that four four two, you were seeing we we're playing that sort of passing football. That that football that excites fans. It looks we looked absolutely quality to watch. Yeah, yeah. It was so it was really fun. It was probably the most fun I've had watching Pompey in a long while. Yeah. I mean I'm not saying that because they obviously they put went with three in the midfield, didn't they? Yes. Like, um swiftly sort of into into the first half. And yeah, you know, it made a big difference bringing, I think his name was Clarson or something like that, mm-hmm. or Glass. You know, when he came on, he he did make a, a big change and changed the way we were playing. It, it steadied the ship a little bit for them. But, you know, it, it I don't think, as you said earlier when we were reviewing the South End game, other than the uh, Simon Cox goal mm-hmm. with Matt Clark, that was personally, in my opinion, just Matt Clark's fault there. There was no one else's yeah, problem. Yeah, I agree, yeah. You know... They didn't really do anything. And the Nothing. thing is, thing is though, what I think as well is when we had the two strikers playing up front, yep. they had a lot to worry about. Mm. Yeah, with Bogle up yeah. front, yeah. with Hawkins up front. Yeah. And what it meant is they couldn't keep pushing and pushing as much. Yeah. The territorial difference was massive. Yeah. And as soon as we went back into the 4 2 3 1, we dropped deep. And because it's old habits as well. Yeah, of course it is. What you do is you, you drop into that old formation and yeah. when it's not working for you, you just revert back to the mean, you revert back to what you're used to. Oh, completely, completely. And, you know, I mean, people will say, well, hang on a minute, the second goal went in when we were playing four four two. Well, it was a penalty. And it, yeah, it was a sloppy, poor mistake. Well, no, but Gareth Evans came on it two minutes after. Well, yeah. Was it? All right, yeah. okay, there you go then. There you go. So, but I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to say with the 4-2-3-1 created the second goal, but it was a penalty. It was it was yeah. a rash, you know, individual mistake. I'm sure he'll hold his hands up to it and say that, he, you know, he, sh- he shouldn't have done that. Yeah. You know, but the 4-4-2, the at the time, we were, we were still playing well, still dominant. We've changed it. We've given away a stupid penalty. But after that, to watch... That last fifteen minutes with four two three one was dreadful. It was just terrible. And as I said, I, I you know, may, maybe I am a sceptical dickhead, as you said earlier, but cynical, cynical even. Yeah, but I can see it happening because we were so far back. We were so negative. We were pretty much inviting it. You know, when it went in, that that was you know, it just summed it all up as far as I'm concerned. And that's what I'm saying. The four two three one caused more the third goal than than the the second. If anyone else wants to say, well, that was because, you know, we just changed the four two three one. Blah blah blah. It, but it was negative. I mean, here's another comment, Matt. George Mead messaged in and said, "We played four two three on all season, being top for most of the season. When have we conceded three all season except against the best away teams? Poor individual mistakes, not the formation." 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to say this. Not, I mean, we've just said about Bryn Morris, the yeah. individual mistake with the penalty. You know, yeah, it was completely. And and the players need to, you know, stop making these decisions and stop being so panicked. But I genuinely feel like dropping back into that formation creates panic. That's what I said. I think I've replied to, to him saying that I think when you change the formation up, that's when it invites all that pressure on and that's when individual mistakes happen. When you invite pressure, when players are under pressure, that's what creates mistakes. Now, there are people out there, Matt, and it's this minority is getting quite loud. It's getting yeah. louder and more and more people are joining the uh, the bandwagon, should we say, the Kenny Out bandwagon. Yeah. And it's not something that is being... I don't know, it's not just being mentioned now. It's it's quite all over Twitter, isn't it? So Ben Ellis put in, I think it's time to part ways with Jacket Hugh. I've tried to back him for as much as I can, but I just don't think he's the man to get us promoted anymore. Yeah, I mean, this is what I said to you earlier, though, wasn't it? You know, when we were having a little chat. You can't change a manager February end of February in a season when you're still in the playoffs. It's just not viable. We're not Sunderland. You see them doing that after seven games? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I said to you, if if we were down the bottom, I'd expect it. Because what have you got to lose? Bring back Andy Orford. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Andy Orford. But I just... I, I It bereases me because, yeah, the performances haven't been great. Kenny's been extremely stubborn in, in sticking to the 4-2-3-1, not changing the formation around. But for me, we're still in the playoffs. You can't just then, then go, we'll see you later, and expect someone to come in, pick the team up, drive the momentum on and get us either an automatic spot which everybody's crying out for and hence why the, the course of jacket out because we're not in the, the two automatic spots. You know, no one no one's gonna come in and change that. But I think the I think no one's there is there is actually that. an argument you said here, and I'm gonna put this out there, I'm not in the jacket out crowd. We just just play devil's advocate here, Matt, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If do you think Kenny Jacket is gonna change the formation? Because if he isn't and he's gonna stick with four two three one and just keep ploughing on if we play the month of March in four two three one and play as poorly as we have done in this month and in January and we carry on playing this formation yeah. and wins don't come because of that, yeah. is it is it fair to say that maybe we should have sacked him? No. Well, I mean, maybe it is, but on, on a personal note, I think that's... Okay, it didn't work that season, you know. But as I said, I don't. I can't see anyone coming in now and picking that that you know batten up and running us into an automatic place or even into a promotion place and getting us out of league. What about someone like it? Danny Cowley, as you mentioned from Lincoln? Do you think he would come in? Do you think we can get him up, play some attacking football? And, uh, as I said to you earlier, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Danny Cowley at Lincoln. I, I think he's he's the sort of manager that has a plan A, B, and C a lot of the time. If you've watched Lincoln on TV this season or you've seen them in the last couple of seasons under his leadership, yeah, yeah. he's he's got a, a lot of very different ways of playing and he changes it up during a game quite often. So future, definitely, that's something that I'd call for. But I think we need to say at least... Lesson learned. It's the wrong time, isn't it's it? It's the wrong time. My, my, pe- wrong my opinion time. is that it has to be before Christmas you're making a managerial yeah, change. Yeah. And that now it's just we're just way too far down the line. The players are way too invested in in the, the manager yeah, in the so. system. Yeah. I think what we need to do, and what I want to ask you specifically, is: Do you think we'll change it? Do you think we? Do you think Kenny Jackett's going to see that game? Not just that's football. Do you think he's going to look at the game against Bristol Rovers and go, probably should have gone four four two. No, I don't, I don't think he's going to look back at it and go, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that. But I think he'll definitely look forward and say possibly there's going to be games where we need to switch to the 4-4-2. I 
and and be a little bit more attacking. I can't see it Saturday personally at home against Barnsley. I think it would probably leave a lot of, of gaps at the back as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned, especially from watching it in the first half uh, against Southend. But I can four, see two, it. Four two four one. I don't know. I, 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 do you know what? I think, <laughs> unfortunately, I think we're going to see the four two three one this weekend. Four. Five one. Four, five, I mean, yeah, whatever. I'd, I'd take any change, mate. If it was going to change the way we were going to play, four four fucking two. two. But yeah, I mean, it's all. It's almost Mike Bassett esque with Jackie. He's like four two fucking three one. You know, he's, not, he's not shifting on it. But I, I just, I think for for the, a game like you know against Barnsley, I think we're going to have to stick with it, with that and and hope defensively we're better and cut out the the individual mistakes a little bit more. But I think there's going to be games coming up where we're going to be looking at it and going, hopefully this is a, a game where we should be getting three points and it'll give us an opportunity to play a bit more attacking. And that would be the time I'd say go and play a 4-4-2, chuck Bogle and Hawkins or Bogle and Vaughan, whatever way you want to do it. Yeah. It doesn't look like we're likely we're going to see the Bogle and Vaughan combination this season. It hasn't happened so far. I can't really see it happening. I think Kenny has a lot of faith in Hawkins. Yeah, he does have a lot of faith. And as I said to you earlier, so have I. And I don't really see what he's done wrong the last few games. No, he gets, he gets a lot of criticism, doesn't he? He does. I feel, though, that when, <clears throat> when things are going tits up, basically, there's always got to be an outlet for who's to blame. Yeah, no, completely. Completely. Here's my new feature, Matt. Yep. Just to get off this topic, right, yeah? Mm-hmm. I've got a new feature. Go on. It's time for Playoff Watch. Playoff Watch. <laughs> Love that. All right, Poppy fans, it's time for Playoff Watch. And currently, Peterborough in seventh place, which is, if you don't know anything about football, is outside of the playoffs, are currently <laughs> nine points behind us with 52 points. Okay. So, but... Do you feel Peterborough can make a press and, and get us not. out of layoff race? No, definitely not. Do you know what? I'm, I'm looking at the league table now and, and I'm looking behind Peterborough and the reassuring thing for me is I don't think there's anyone really there that's got the, the capacity or the squad to push for a playoff spot. No, let's read this out then. Blackpool, 48 points. Yeah. Coventry, 46 points. <laughs> Fleetwood, 45 points. That rounds off the top 10. Okay, so we're on 61 points. I think it's fair enough to say it's time to take a breath, people, because we weren't guaranteed to get an automatic spot this season. And everyone was calling playoffs. Everyone was saying playoffs is the expectation. You know, we have got some good teams ahead of us. We've got the likes of Sunderland, Barnsley, and, you know, we're looting this season. Yeah. Absolute class. Charlton have looked very good this season as well. But still, look at the games here. Same games played, five points behind us. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So... It's not time to hit the panic button at the moment. What we, we need, if we get a few wins together, and we, you know, not, I'm not saying we need to go on a running, a winning streak. No, no, no. We're going to get a playoff place. Yeah. Okay. So, playoff watch. Let's just hope Doncaster like fall out. I, I hope in a way Peterborough catch Donny because Donny are just literally the ultimate bogey team. I do want. I would one love them. to see Peterborough in the playoffs. Oh yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd actually I'd love, love to play Peterborough. Home, home, home and away league. Hopefully it doesn't come down to, to haunt us and some, some smart yeah. ass comes back and <laughs> yeah. cuts our voices and suddenly it's just like, I'd love to play Peterborough in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> some Peterborough fan comes on and listens to it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'd love yeah. to hear it. But honestly, we match up so well against Peterborough instead of Doncaster. Yeah. We'll keep playoff watch open. Yeah. So if, we're, if we were five games down the line, we haven't won a game. Peterborough have won five in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's a... Um... Then I'll suddenly be like, it's time for... 
<laughs> yeah, relegation yeah. watch at that rate, mate. <laughs> relegation watch. <laughs> oh, Mid-table mate. watch. I mean, on, on the surge, another team to mention quickly. Plymouth and up into 16th. Oh, steady on. 38 points. Yeah, they'll be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. Their then. fans are saying they're coming with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Derek <laughs> Adams is as well. So, unfortunately, Derek Adams will be missing his target of finishing the reports of this season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't know what he's going to do if we go up and they don't. I don't know. But anyway, mate, I think... That's what we've got in the formation. We, we can't really talk much more about it, I think, really. I think you could. Is there a different formation there, apart from 4-4-2, you'd like to see us play? No. 4-1-2-1-2? No, I mean, I, one, two, one, <laughs> I, mean, no. I wasn't going to that really saying there's, there's more in that sense. I, what I mean is we could probably talk about this topic for hours on end. Of and, course. And, and have a different opinion on what we like. But, you know, ultimately, all, all my argument is the 4-4-2 worked. You know, whether it, albeit for 70 minutes, it worked, you know. Yeah. And what about Dion Donoghue? He's, Lee Brown's been struggling a bit at left back. Yeah. Can, and you know what, I'm a big fan of Lee Brown, but does Dion have a, is there a case? Why not? I mean, as, as what I was saying a couple of shows ago, you know, he, he, since he's come back from injury again, he's done everything right. You know, he hasn't really put a foot wrong for me. Or do you slot him into midfield with Ben Close? No. What, based on Naylor's performance? Yeah. No. I think Naylor was just having a bad one yesterday. Two games out, suspended, a bit rusty. You know, one bad game. No, I agree. And then, is there anyone else you want to swap out? Should you, should you take Clark out and put Walks at centre back? Walks centre back, definitely not. We get everyone with pictures of Matt Clark on Twitter before too long, mate. You carry on with comments like that, but I just, you know, I. Just, I mean, the, the only thing I'd like to see a bit more of is, is certainly James Vaughan, as long as he's not banned after, you know, knocking out their captain yesterday. What about wingers, Matt? Jamal Lowe looked poor in the last game. Yeah, yeah. And, and Solomon? Solomon played brilliantly against yeah. Southend, so I'd like to see a bit more of him as well. Yeah. We'll yeah. go into our predicted lineups for the Barnsley game, but it is interesting to think. We've got options. Yeah, yeah, we have. Not that we, we tend to often use substitutes, Kenny and his stubbornness, but, yeah. you know... Hopefully we'll see we'll see this a bit more often. All right, <laughs> right. We're gonna play some cool kind of jingle, and then we're gonna fly into part three. All the way down from Yorkshire, they're travelling down the Barnsley team. It's time, Pompey fans, for Barnsley at home. That's right, Poppy fans, it's time for Barnsley at home. It's a big game, it's Saturday, and it's time to preview the Barnsley game we've all been waiting for. It's come at the right time, hasn't it, Matt? Oh, has it? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it has. Do you know what? If we get the three points, yeah, it has come at the right time. This is a game that could change the fortunes of this team. Because yeah. imagine it, we get the three points, 4-0 drumming. I mean, the, the way I've been looking at it, really, for me is, you know, Sunderland was a huge game. Yeah. We weren't expected to win that home. And we, you know, we got at them and, and got a result out of it. And, you know, it pushed us on for a little while. So, you know, anything could happen. Anything could happen, mate. That is the attitude I like to hear. Yeah. So let's have a look at Barnsley. Let's just look at the stats because I'm going to be able to go, probably fans, it's going to be all right. Get your chin up, head down Fratton Park. Chat to me and Matt if you want to. But right, Barnsley, they're currently unbeaten in 12 league games. That's not great news. Um, the last <laughs> loss they had was against Wickham 
On the 8th of December. 8th of December. What a contrast to us, mate. Yeah. Last five games. 1-3, lost, uh, drawn two. Okay. On the good news, yeah? Yeah. Barnsley only drew 0-0 yesterday against the mighty Burton. They did. Who apparently are good away from home now. Okay. Weren't earlier in the season at all. Now, never like to, never ever like to say it's a good thing when a player's injured or when a player's, especially when they've got a concussion, because brain injuries are notoriously bad. But Kaifer Moore is now injured, Matt. He is not playing. Uh, he's Barnsley's top striker. He's got 18 goals this season. And yeah, that yeah. could be a blessing in disguise. Except they've got a super sub, haven't they? Well, yeah. Compo Simeonette from uh, Last of the Summer <laughs> Wine. I've heard he's going to step in wearing that woolly hat of his that he's famous for. That's it. Picked up no youngsters the... <laughs> will understand this. They're, they're going to completely lose this. Have a Google. Have a look. Type in Compo, Last of the Summer Wine on Google. Anyway, so that's possibly <laughs> happening. But let's look at who are the players to watch for Barnsley. So you've got Kaifer Moore, 18 Corley goals. Woodrow. Now, he scored against us in the early in the season. He did, yeah. He scored at Oakwell for them. He's um, got 13 goals this season. Now, just to go into a little bit of his stats, he was the best player by XG in the last game. Uh, sorry, in the game we had against Wickham before when they won. He looks pretty dangerous. Yeah. And then we've also got to look into, they've got Brad Potts. Seven goals, six game, six assists. Yeah. I dangerous. suppose the one kind of plus side they, that they have missed is George Wonker, who went to Luton in January. Yeah. You know, he was quite an influential player for us. But yeah, I mean, Corley Woodrow, for anyone who doesn't know, he came out of the Man United Academy. Um, he went, actually, weirdly, he went to Fulham uh, the season they were in the Premier League, their last season in the Premier League, the year they got relegated. Okay. Uh, as a sort of young, exciting prospect from Man United, thought they were going to get them some goals to keep him up, but it just obviously was came a bit too soon for him. Yeah. Went on to Barnsley and since then he's really settled into his career and you know every season he's he's done really well and he's certainly a player to to watch. He likes to to get in between the defenders and you know he often finds space in the box as well when a cross has come in. So he's I mean, definitely a player to look out for. Kiefer Moore, you know, obviously is the certain sort of danger man for them. Um, but with him missing, we we need to be even more alert of Cordy Woodrow, in my opinion. Should be easier in some ways though, not having to look after look at both of those players. Hopefully, yeah. I mean. I, I was in a way, I think this would be so wrong to say, I suppose, but I wasn't too much worried about more in the sense that now Burge was in there. I felt like that was someone that could have maybe taken care of him a little bit. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people have their doubts about Burge, but I mean, he stepped in the last couple of weeks and done well for me. Yeah. But now we haven't got a sort of pretty much lose one player on another player as such. Hopefully we can look after the ones such as Potts and Woodrow, a little bit better. I mean, when we're looking at this game and how to approach it, we really need to get on the front foot. Big because, when we, I mean, I'll tweet this out, uh, Pompey fan, but if you look at these stats about XG and chances created, chances and suppressed and stuff, Barnsley in a completely different league of their own. Completely different. Um, I'll, I'll tweet this out. It's from um, Ben Mayhew, Experimental365. Follow him on Twitter. But, yeah, literally, you look at this, it's a scatter graph. Barnsley have create on average more than fifteen shots. It says on here, yeah, per match, yeah, and they also suppress at least one point five shots more than any other team in the league. That's crazy. So yeah. they are completely on in their own league in that sense. So you can see why they fired themselves up the table. Yeah, no, completely. I mean, they're they're a dangerous team, and I think a lot of 
a lot of people were expecting this, to be honest with you. It was more of a matter of a time when it was going to happen, I, I think. They, We've been talking about this whole season that Barnsley are a team to watch. Yeah, yeah, and they are. You know, they, they, they're a team that's come down from the Championship. So, you know, and they haven't overly lost too many players from that squad either. No, I agree, yeah. You know, so they, they're always going to be a strong side. And they, they just had a bit of a poor start to season, which I think... You know, it was just form they'd carried in from last season as such a little Getting bit. used to League One as well a little bit. Yeah, a little little contrast of how they were playing the season before. But they settled and, and they're, you know, flying at the moment. So it's a really big game for us on Saturday. I'm just trying to think that when you look at how we're going to set up against Barnsley, when you look at how little chances they allow and how many they do to create themselves yeah. we've basically got to be clinical haven't we yeah we've got to be clinical and as you said I, I 100% agree with you I think we've got to start the game quickly I think we've got to press them not give them time on the ball and really put them off their game to be honest with you and you know I think we were talking about Ben Close earlier but I think he's really going to be the man that could possibly you know get us something out of this game not in terms of scoring goals but in, in terms of work rate effort shutting down the space closing the gaps up but I think he's going to be pivotal for us on Saturday yeah he's my player to watch at this second in time as well maybe not for scoring but he has got a couple of goals yeah, recently yeah, yeah, which has been yeah. quality I'm not saying <laughs> he's not a player that can't score a goal I just think my importance for him is, is that he he does the important bits, the small bits in the game that people yeah. don't always realise. So that's where I think we can win the game. And then another player, obviously, we need to get on the front foot, as we said. Tom Naylor needs to step his game up massively against Barnsley because yeah. he'll be important for us to win the ball back and to stop them creating so many chances. Yeah, of course he will. And as, as I sort of said to you, I think, unfortunately, it was a bit of a rusty one for him yesterday against Bristol. You know, he's had a two-game ban. He's come back and... You know, he's just, he didn't settle in. I think a player of his quality and experience is, is definitely going to, you know, rectify that and come back better, I think, on the weekend. Okay. Now, Barnsley bringing down a huge amount of fans, which yeah. is great to see. So, do you know what? I love it. Barnsley, yeah. appreciate that. I mean, I, I love it when they when teams bring down a lot because it seems to, to only make Fratton Park rock a little bit more and yeah. louder. You know, yeah. and it's good for the players. It's also really hard to have a bit of banter with, with another team if they've only brought down 13 fans. Well, that's it, and the dog, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crawley. Yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much, mate, yeah. 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 But, so, Barnsley are going to bring a huge amount of fans down. It should be an electric atmosphere. I'll yeah. be massively disappointed if it isn't. Yeah. Matt... <sighs> Who do we start with? What's your formation? What's your lineup? As I said, uh, this wouldn't be my choice, but as I said, I think it's gonna be in the four two three one. I think the only the only change might be that Bogle might start over Hawkins. Pending fitness, I think, isn't it? Yeah, of course it's gonna be pending fitness. Is he getting cramp, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, to be fair, he's not really had a lot of game time. Not even just this season or last season, but over the last few seasons he's not had too <coughs> much game time, so Slightly expected, but I mean, if he's fair, I, I, can't I see would him. I you know, need him. I would call him straight away. Yeah, but do you want him to start up front on his own again, like playing up top? No, I don't, I don't. No, no, no. Personal preference at all, I don't. But I, as I said, I just can't see it changing. I just cannot see Kenny changing it, especially not for such an important game. I think he's going to want to stick with what he knows for this game. It's it's so steady, yeah. consistent. That's it, Kenny mate. Jacket. That's the only way to glamour this up, really, isn't yeah. it, to be honest with you at the moment? Yeah, and Kenny we trust. That's it, that's it. I mean, so we're looking at the game, we're thinking about this. Do you want to change the wingers up? Because I'd like to see, yeah, I'd like to see one of the guys come out and yeah. throw in one of the fresh guys we've got. Solomon I think Jamal could do with the rest, to be honest with you. Yeah. Curtis had that, you know, period off at South End. I think, you know, Jamal... Just looks a bit sloppy at the moment, a little bit. 
And I don't see any reason why Solomon Otterbar couldn't switch over to the right-hand side no. quite comfortably and do do just as good a job as he did when he was um, on against Southend, really. I think his direct running, his absolutely blistering pace would cause problems. Of course it would. Yeah, no, of course it would. Um, and it, it would definitely put us, you know, going forward, it would, it would put us definitely on the front foot and push them back into their half. And this is what we were saying. And you, you sort of pointed out straight away at the start of, of this part. We need to to get at them and stop them from playing, and we're not going to do that by inviting them onto us like we have done for no. teams the last. If few we weeks. sit deep, we're going to be screwed, mate. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want to do more gloom this week. It could be terrible, especially you know going through, you know the stats that we've just looked at of Barnsley and they're know, dominant in this league, mate. They are dominant, and and they're the sort of team that have got the players to punish you. So also, just throw out another stat there. I've just started a new job four weeks ago. Yes. My boss is a Barnsley fan. He is. We haven't got a win since I've started my new job. I know. I keep telling you to resign, mate. You need to, need to get out of this. <laughs> you can't, can't keep losing. Oh, I need the job, mate. <laughs> I know you I can't know. go back to being a milkman. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you liked the early morning and the sand of your float going down the road, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offence to milk people. That's no, a, no, it's no. A, a good job. I wouldn't mind it, actually. Morning. Nice early mornings. You'd love that. Yeah, yeah. You take your dog with you. You could have the dog running alongside of you. I, the, I like, don't know if you'd run beside me. He's a correct he's mate. We don't really do running. He's lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I think that would be the main change for me. Possibly, I do agree in in terms. Donahue might might come in. Yeah. Possibly at left back based on performances. But again, this is this is a preference. Uh, this is your preference. This is my preference and what Kenny's going to do. Yeah. Unfortunately for for our listeners and for Pompey fans, I think we're going to see pretty much the same thing again. I mean, let's forget what Kenny's going to do. Let's tell Kenny what he should be doing. Because obviously, Kenny listens to the podcast anyway. Well, yeah, I know. He's a regular listener. He gets his questions in weekly. Look, Kenny, you're in the bath, mate, chilling out, relaxing. So this is probably the best time to talk to you about it. <laughs> so just chill out with your radox and hear about this, right, yeah? Play two strikers up front. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love that. I, I'd The one thing, again, for me is... Is it the right time to go in with a new formation? Yes. In such a big game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you, tell me what you what would you? Here's what I feel. Yeah, because if you look at how many chances we created when you watch the the South Ends game. Yep. Against Barnsley, if we sit back and invite pressure like that, we're going to lose, okay? We are just going to lose. They will score goals yeah, yeah, yeah. and we don't look like scoring. So, yeah, it's time to change it up because the old, oh, the other alternative is losing. So let's go 4-4-2, okay? Let's stick with the same back line, yep. okay? I've got faith in this big game that they can turn it around with the new formation that we're playing in, okay? Yeah. I want to see this, the midfield. I'd like to see Solomon play on the right. Maybe Jamal Loney's a rest. He can come on if we need to. Bit of an impact. Yep. Let's stick with Curtis on the left. He looked lively yep. in the last game. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Ben Close, I want to see him in the middle with Naylor. Yep. Yeah, because I think those two have got the ability to know each other well. They've got the ability to gel and really help us win the ball, which is what we yeah. need. Yeah. I saw Ben Close against QPR. And I thought it was quality. I thought he picked the ball up well. He tackled back. He he does all those smart things that allows us to get the ball out quickly. Yeah. And I want to see us dropping, okay? The holding midfielders can drop, lay the ball off. You watch Bogle come out. He came out and supported the wingers. Yeah, does, yeah. You can drop into 10 if he needs to be in parts of the game. I, I want to see Hawkins him come... I think a bit more freedom. I think he does change 
I think playing Bogle stops the long ball a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that because Bogle's quite happy to come in, as you said, and drop into that space. And collect the ball. Collect the ball. It allows the wingers off them and it allows Hawkins to get forward into the box a bit more. But it gives us the other option. gives the option of Bogle dropping in and collecting or running on of Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. It makes us more dynamic. It does. Yeah, completely. I agree with that. But... Maybe I'm just being a bit negative in a little way, but as I said, I just think this is such an important game. Yeah, see, that's why it's important you change it yeah, up. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I'm not sort of disagreeing. I, I'm just sort of being conservative in the fact that I don't want to... You're saying if we sit back and invite the pressure on, they're going to score, and they will. Yeah. But if we also open up too much space as well, they'll punish us in that sense as well. I agree. But at home, I feel like at the moment, this team needs to go for it and score some goals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so not, we, yeah. we need to open up a bit. We'd have to take the chances. Barnes is probably going to score. Let's go out there and try and kill it off. Let's try and get some goals, put some yeah. pressure and shake them up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, completely. All right, mate. Let's have a think about this. Score prediction time. Yeah. It's it's always, it's a great time at the moment, isn't it, on this on this uh, losing streak to well, uh, predict games. I mean, I, I, I've been pretty shocking, mate. I haven't, I haven't been to Pompey since Norwich away, right? So, on this one, I'm going... For a 1-0. Because I'm back at Fratton Park. I'm back behind Pompey. I'm back in the stands. I said 1-0 at Norwich. I said we could steal a cheeky 1-0. Yeah. So I'm going for the same against Barnsley. We're going to steal a 1-0. The goal's going to come late. 95th minute. Dion who passed. Not that late. Because, see, this is what I've always said to you, Hugh. Maybe this is another correct conspiracy here. Here we go. Here we go. Every time Pompey are losing. Yeah. Right, no injury time, like literally a minute or two here or there. Yeah, but every time we're winning, there's always like a massive amount of injury time added on. I think Barnsley had 11 minutes added on the other day. Yeah, look, see, it's written, it's gonna happen, right? So we need to <laughs> we need to wait and bide our time and score with like they scored as well. You know, it depends what what time. In, but I I think in in reality, I'm saying around sort of 85, 86 minutes goal. And, and I'm going with my boy Hawkins to pop up with a header. Yeah. It's going to be hung yeah. up on the back post, pop up with a header, goal, 1-0, bundle it in. Cross, cross or corner, what are you thinking? Cross, cross, cross. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, 1-0 for me, Hawkins. 1-0 Hawkins. I'd absolutely love to see a 1-0 Hawkins victory. Yeah. I'd walk out with a big Steady, smile on my face. consistent, tight at the back. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a Kenny Jacket wet dream, mate. Yeah, yeah, probably is, mate. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to go two all. Wow. I'm going to go confident. I'm going to go, we're going to go with 4-4-2. I'm going to fly out there. Kenny Jackett's going to listen in the bar from his Radox and he's going to go, do you know what? Whilst having a wet dream, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. He's just going to go, do you know what? That Hugh and Matt speak a bit of sense. Four four two. Here we go. He's going to write on the back of his fag packet. He's having a fag in the bath right now. This is getting more and more like Mike Bassett right now. Four <laughs> four fucking two. That's fag it. Packet. Yeah. He's having a fag in the bath. And yeah. let me guess, Paul Benson starting up front. Right, as a mistake here. Yeah? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> That's all right. It's all right. So what we're going to do is we're going to go for it. Right. It's going to be two all. Yep. We're going to be two one down. But the fight of the team, we're going to get one back and everyone's going to feel it's like a victory. Like the opposite of the South End game. <laughs> yeah? Right, here we go. We Let's could do that with that positivity of, yeah. of getting something that felt positive rather than getting something that always feels negative. I don't feel we're going to get a win, but I feel like we're going to get a draw that <laughs> feels draw. like a win. Another draw, yeah. yeah. A draw that feels like a win, though. Not a draw that feels like a loss. So, on Saturday, I feel 
like a draw like that's like a win. Yes. But come recording day for podcast next week, we'll be going, oh, for fuck's sake, another draw again. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's right, mate. Right, so here we go. Goal scoring time. Yep. I'm going to go Ben Close. Love the that. man is on fire. He is. He's like the David Norris of the period before. He's, he's, he's going to step up and just fire goals in from outside the box. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, okay. Ben yeah. Close, number one. Yep. Yeah. Number two. Lee Brown, 40 yards. No. No? No. Do you know why? He scored his goal already. So it's going to come sporadically, my predictions for Lee Brown now, Matt. Go on. My goal today is going to be a Burge header. I like that. Do you know what? I, I Just as you said Burge, I had it in my head. Then. Yeah. I love that. I love Man that. of the moment, mate. <laughs> mate, what a way to, to save a game. Burge, after all the criticism, pop yep. up at the end. I love that. Good, Christian Burgess. Two, two good predictions. Yeah, there, mate. I'm like up it. for that. Yeah. Come on, boys. Play Pompey, we got this. Yeah. Two all draw. I'm and praying. Do you know what? It's the abuse I'll get in the office might be insufferable. It might well be, yeah. If we lose. It, it probably will be, mate. I mean... I don't think they're going to leave it. They've already sort of reminded you, haven't they? You were saying that, you know, we haven't won since you've been there. Yeah, yeah. I just had to mention that in a speech I gave to the rest of the company. So there you go. There you go. Here we go. So, Here we go, Pompey. For you. For I the want draw. This. I said earlier, <laughs> for you more than anyone, I want you to be able to go to work on Monday with a big smile on your face. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. We'll still be behind Barnsley. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be, it'll be like winning a war. Win the battle, not the war. That's it. Anyway, guys, cheers for listening. Much appreciated. See you all down at Fratton on Saturday. We're yep. at the back of the Fratton end. Anyone wants to come say hi? Yeah, you'll see Matt's ugly face. You will. I can't really be And missed, my beautiful mug. Yeah, well, other way around. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Until next time, play out Pompey. Play out Pompey. You have been listening to the PO Forecast for Pompey News Now. Available on SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow PO Forecast and Pompey News Now on Twitter for more information. And there is the full-time whistle!